The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Welcome back to Do Joy, beautiful listeners. I'm so happy to be here with y'all. I hope you've been enjoying your home play and finding exciting new metaphorical seeds to plant during this season of growth and rebirth and freshness and newness. A cool thing has been happening that I want to thank you for. A lot of you who follow this podcast have started sending me suggestions about guests that I might want to bring on. And I've noticed that sometimes you're tentative and apologetic with that. So I just want to say, don't be silly gooses. I absolutely adore making connections with energetically similar beings on this planet. It is what lights me up. It's why I'm in the work that I do. I love collaboration. That's why I'm so happy on faculty at the Institute for Creative Living. It's like landing on the planet from which I hailed. A lot of you know what I'm talking about. Those of you who grew up thinking we were aliens because our whole way that we are just seems so different from all the creatures around us, right? I love the opportunity to have conversations about my favorite topics, which you may have noticed are anything involving vibration elevation, bringing more love and joy to the world, first by elevating it within ourselves because that's always where it has to start, in our own hearts, then in our inner circles and our outer circles and on and on right out into the whole wide world because we know that's just how energy works. So my goodness, I am always grateful for these suggestions that you send to me. It's unlikely I'll be able to follow up all of them, but please don't hesitate to be in touch with that. And just please feel my love and appreciation, even if I'm not always able to bring on your suggested guest. I always love hearing from you through my website, lisamacourt.com. I will confess, when I started this podcast, it was meant to be mostly solo casts. 
that was the agreement with the network that it would be me sharing my joy trainings and bringing on an occasional guest. And then I just started enjoying the guests so much that it's leaned much further in that direction. And I know that you all enjoy the guests as well. Enjoy school whenever we get into the subject of careers and livelihoods. As you can imagine, we focus primarily on following the joy. That's how I've learned to shape my circuitous route through my ever-emerging career path. So when I realized that it's just more fun for me to have a conversation with some brilliant new friend or old friend than it is for me to just hear myself talk, that's the path I followed. And that's why you have so many guest episodes to listen to now. And I suggest the same for you. Follow the joy, even when it seems like a risky move, even when you can't see beyond that next step. Just take it if that's the step that brings you closer to joy because that recognition of what sparks your joy that's your intuition talking to you that's what we've been working on right so as you've probably figured out i have a guest to share with you today she is awesome she teaches many of the concepts that i teach at joy school And it's important to me to bring you these concepts and principles through as many different lenses as possible. Because every time you hear it from someone new, it just gets it that much more kerklunked into your consciousness. My joy schoolers know what I mean by kerklunk. It's when something just drops solidly down into your heart and that's when it starts to truly raise your day-to-day vibration and change your default settings. It takes that repetition. We all have been programmed by lots and lots of energies that, let's face it, are counter to the high vibration truths that we explore here together. That's just how it is on this planet at this juncture within the time-space continuum. Those of us who are truly committed to living a high vibration life experience, we need to hear these deep spiritual truths again and again through as many lenses as possible because it's the accumulation that allows us to tip the scale in the favor of a high vibration experience when there is so much in our day-to-day lives that would pull us into a lower vibe frequency if we let it. So how's that for an introduction? Let's bring on my brilliant guest, Jamie Lerner. She is co-author of the book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You. Y'all know I love that title. And I just love so many of the things that Jamie teaches. It's all in gorgeous alignment with what we do at Joy School, especially when it comes to strengthening that connection with our inner essence, that true, true self we all are at our core, which is unlimited, boundless joy and love. Jamie, one of the things I love about your work is that you honor the gift of contrast. You say we have everyday endless opportunities to experience contrast and that's something we should be grateful for (laughs) Uh, although we do have a lot of contrast every day we have not really figured out most of us how to use it as something positive but contrast being everything that other than what we're wanting gives us a wonderful opportunity for clarity to begin to ask ourselves well we know what we don't want but what are we wanting for ourselves so I think that's a really good place to start when we're talking about getting to a place of joy and connectedness and um, yeah so that teaches us what we're actually longing for whatever is showing up in our lives and then we'll get to whether you know you feel that we are responsible for everything that shows up in our lives energetically but whatever's showing up in our life is an opportunity for us to just get clear 
this is something I want, this is something I don't want. Yes, and most of us are very clear about what we're not wanting, and that's all we're focusing on. And so what do we have? We have what we don't want. However, when we use those opportunities to say, okay, now I know I don't want this, but what do I want? Which is a really big question for a lot of people. Then I think that's when it begins to get very fun. Right. Yeah, we, we call it the pivot in joy school. So, so then getting clear on what we do want, I assume it is your position as well that putting all of our attention and focus there, holding that energy of that, creating that emotion in, within ourselves by focusing our attention there is how we, we go about creating the things that we do want. Absolutely. That's manifestation. Yeah. And we do that all day long, wanted or unwanted. So best to do wanted. <laughs> Absolutely. It comes up a lot on this podcast, the law of attraction. And I, I find that everybody who teaches some form of the law of attraction tends to have one weird little outlier nuance to it. And I, I always uh, find that to be an interesting question. Like, is there anything that you have discovered and teach and realize about the law of attraction that, that might be different from what we typically hear? No, I, I don't. I mean, I think it's all correct. There's yeah. no wrong way to manifest. The question always is, are you manifesting that which you're wanting? Yeah. And that in itself is, I think that's it. And most and of us are doing a mixed bag, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's good too. And that's fine too. However, um, getting to the point where are we responsible for it all? Yes, we are. I think we have to take personal responsibility for whatever it is that we're attracting into our experience. And um, and that's a great thing. We're in control of it all. Right. That so. can be a tough nut for, for somebody who was in a truly, a, a truly uh, situation that you feel for them. And I've heard it uh, mentioned, I'm thinking from some of my podcast guests, or maybe it's been teachers at my joy school, that, that some teachers are of the mind, you know, the Abraham Hicks, like every single bit of it is there because of the energy that you've put out at some point. And I've heard some teachers say that there's maybe a little bit of both, that some things we just come into this incarnation with certain soul plans, agreements, and that's going to happen regardless. And then it's a mixture between that and the energy that you are putting out there that, that creates the unfolding. And I think for people who do have like really treacherous life situations, sometimes that's a little bit easier for them, though it is a gift for them to understand if they are creating it all, it means they can create differently. But I think that a lot of people take that personally, like you're accusing them of, you know, creating this situation. Well, it's interesting because I think it's like psychotherapy, which I do not do anymore. I am no longer... um, Doing psychotherapy, I do something very different, which is the integrative approach to well-being. And we don't need to look back to move forward because what I found is that when most people are looking back, they've used that as their excuse not to move forward. The same with people who are so um, deep believers in reincarnation or um, astrology and they have used that as their excuse if they've had a reading that has said that their life will unfold in a certain way that's negative. That becomes their excuse not to shift and to tap into their own personal power to make different choices about what they're thinking about. Um, and I think that's a problem. 
<laughs> yeah. So you're you're firmly in that one camp. Okay. <laughs> it's an empowering camp. It truly is. It's if we're very responsible empowering. for every bit of it, then we we're got the steering wheel. Yes, and but I do think in that we could be a lot more lovingly curious about ourselves with ourselves, a lot more self-compassionate, a lot more savvy about reframing our current situation, and to use all of our personal power to truly create a life that we love, that's joyful, that's uh, just brilliant. I love the, the phrase that you just used. You want us to be lovingly curious about ourselves. What does that look like when one is being lovingly curious? Um, I think it's like wrapping our arms around ourselves. The times when we are painfully aware of a pattern that we have created and being compassionate with ourselves and then starting to laugh hysterically because <laughs> it's just a moment. We've come to a realization and now we can make a choice about how we want to um, embrace ourselves different. Maybe it's the tone of our speaking to ourselves. Maybe it's the content. Maybe it's both. But um, the insight is such a gift. And it's not an opportunity to beat ourselves up. It's an opportunity to, in the most loving way, become curious about ourselves for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, self-love is kind of the ticket to the whole enchilada, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know we touched on the law of attraction, but I know you make a distinction between that and the law of allowing. Is this how we access the allowing is by having that gentle, loving curiosity about ourselves and our experience? I think that when we're really connected to ourselves and allowing ourselves to be aware and who we are, that we extend that same courtesy to others. And that's a really nice way to move about the world without mm -hmm. any judgment and with just allowing people to do whatever they're doing because it has nothing to do with us. We don't take any of it personally. And that is the beauty of having a long-term connected relationship with yourself. We tend to mind our own business and let people do whatever they do. Um, it's nice. It's very nice. It's, it's a practice, though. It takes a practice. And that kind of comes with the package of mastering self-love because the ones who are out there putting all that judgment on other people, it's really always projection. It's really always someplace always. where you're uncomfortable within yourself. So one of the, the but, side benefits. Yes, but not to make a big deal about it. When you figure that out, that you're in judgment because you're not feeling good about yourself, then have a little sense of humor about it. You know, it's, that's a good um, realization that there's nothing wrong with that. And then what do you want to do with the realization? That's another empowering choice that you can make for yourself, about yourself. Right. So you really have to let go of that superhuman tendency to want to be right at all costs. Because I think we, we come to these conclusions about ourselves and the world at a super young age, and then we just shore up evidence to, to make these conclusions right, because God forbid we ever be wrong about anything in this human experience. So you're saying let go of all those, those feelings, those requirements of being those correct feelings. and accurate, and yeah. just accept whatever you perceive about yourself, and, and, and you have... Uh, ways I, I assume of 
helping your clients to open up to those perceptions, to be able to see themselves. We call it being the observer in Eckhart Tolle terminology in Joy School. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I love to be wrong because every time I'm wrong, I learn something new about myself. So, and that's a gorgeous reframe, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But the other thing is that I ask people to do to, if you're going to look at, to do it from your right here and now perspective because we're not young anymore. Whatever those remarks that were made from family of origin or whoever, when we were little and we dragged them into our adulthood, um, it's time to fact check them. Like, are any of those things actually really true? And I think it takes time to sit and to ask yourself those questions. And what we'll realize is that 90% of those things are not true, that they are, have nothing to do with where we are and who we are right here and now. So that's another good realization. Yeah, absolutely. It's about not believing <laughs> not believing our own thoughts because these thoughts are going to cross our mind all day long and we have the same thoughts that we had yesterday and the week before. And it, it takes some deliberate conscious attention, I think, to, to, to start questioning those thoughts and having that ability to just unsubscribe to those thoughts that aren't beneficial to our joy and subscribe to better thoughts. I've done so much of that work in my life. I've just become a vastly different person than I was 30 or 40 years ago or even 10 years ago, right? Isn't it nice how it never, never stops? And then in my own life, since you brought up family of origin, I recently was reminded how powerful those family of origin programmed feelings and thoughts can be. I know better. I know all the things to tell myself and I had all the rational reasons that I shouldn't be feeling this way. But I recently had a family of origin incident that just rendered me powerless again, just like right down to that little weak, that response to being bullied that was always there in my childhood. And it made me really understand how powerful family of origin wounding is. I feel like I could totally be like a superpower Zen master in 99% of the challenges that come up in life. But that one with, with these members of my family, who knocked me to my knees. So how did you um, figure it out for yourself? I think it was a... a consistent application of the tools that I know and teach. It was just really recognizing, okay, is there any fact or or any rational basis for, for why I'm feeling this way? And of course there wasn't. And it was just very, um, a lot of emotion that needed to just be there. And I needed to sit with it and allow it and be okay with it and let it pass through. And eventually, you know, I've, I've been able to clear it, but it's taken me a while. It surprised me. Yeah. So sometimes those surprises are another thing to laugh at. It's like tripping. You know, you catch yourself. You have to laugh because it's not necessary. It's just not. And I like to think of it as like sorting socks. We take all the socks out of the dryer. They all look the same, but they're not. There is a pair. And to say, this is mine. This is yours. This is mine. This is yours. And when you sort through some of that stuff, it becomes really clear that most of those things are not yours and I think it's helpful and it slows us down emotionally too you know so yeah it's um we have a lot of triggers and family of origin is definitely one of them but that does not need to be your excuse not to take a deep breath 
and to be a little emotionally intelligent and to yeah, get back to where you are and who you are in the moment. I love the laundry sorting analogy. I'm going to do that. And I like that, that you said that it slows down our thinking. That's so important. Yes, because our thoughts take on a life of their own. And mm -hmm. instead of it being a moment, we feel like it's our whole life and it's not. It's just a moment, then the next moment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. I know you talk about changing your storyline. Is, is this how people are, are meant to change their storyline by being that keen observer and, and taking control of where our thoughts are going? Yes, and also having a sense of where they want to go, where they want to be, because we end up reciting our story incessantly, and we don't even know what the story is, and we don't even know how we feel about it when we're telling it. However, we've gotten so much attention because people love drama and trauma and that we don't even know at this point how to change it, if we could change it. So, yeah, I think all of those questions, lovingly, that we would start to ask ourselves, like, is this really my story? Is this really where I am in my life right now? And then to come up with some answers that I don't think that would be accurate. I don't think that where you say you are to others is really where you are with yourself. But there's been a whole history. It's almost exaggerated and taken on a life of its own. So, yeah, you probably won't get as much attention with your new improved story that you're living right now. Um, but it's okay. <laughs> You'll probably feel better stepping into your life and creating something that actually is relevant and uh, reflective of your here and now. Wow, yeah. We, we do get pigeonholed in those roles. Again, I think with family of origin, I posted a piece recently by Glennon Doyle that I loved where she was talking about how we think like, oh my gosh, if I can't even be real with my family, what hope do I have of being authentic out in the world? And Glennon was like, no, 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 that is completely backwards. She said, when it comes to authenticity, family is not the starting place, that's the final frontier. She said, Practicing authenticity with family is like practicing cat grooming in a lion's den. Okay. I thought that was very cute. That's great. She said, if you want to practice being real and vulnerable, start with your mailman. <laughs> so, but it's true. I think that a lot of us have a hard time breaking out of those, those patterns. People want us to be predictable. They want us to be the way we've always been because that makes their life neater and easier. And they don't want to deal with this wholly new version of us. And they don't have to. That's okay. Yeah. So you can, that's a, a very nice way of um, excusing yourself. Yeah. yeah. And being okay with potentially only being able to heal your half of the relationship. A relationship can't be healed itself unless both parties want to heal it, right? So 
I think a lot of us have a hard time with that. And if we can just be okay with, hey, I am bringing no resentment to this. I am bringing no anger to this. I am bringing nothing but love and an open heart. What the other side is bringing is really not up to me. Our business. No, it's not. And I think that that whole place of allowing, when you're feeling so connected to yourself, it's so much easier than to allow people to be where and who they are. It does not affect us. We don't have to uh, insist that they be where we are um, because we can't control other, but we have 100% control over ourselves. And that's where all of our personal power is. For sure. I give the listeners a home play assignment every week, some kind of action that they can take or some principle to just hold into their hearts and apply to their lives that week. I'm wondering if you have any uh, little thoughts or tools. It's okay if not. I know I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't tell you I'd ask no, you that. Okay. <laughs> but I wondered if you had anything that, um, that, that might enhance the comfort with reaching that level of authenticity because I think everybody wants it but it's just uncomfortable for a lot of people or just anything that um that you might recommend that that listeners could bring into their week if you could just sit with yourself five minutes first thing in the morning and identify some things that you really appreciate about yourself not that you are appreciated for but that you yourself appreciate about you I think that's such a nice way to start the day and it's really giving you the message that you're important and that you matter um, and that you know you are so worthy of your own love I love that yeah that's so that's so interesting that that's what you came up with we just did a, a similar exercise in joy school where I had the um, the Oasis group make a list of things that they love about themselves. And we're, we're playing with intuition right now. We're working on um, doing some, some, you know, talking with the universe. So that there's some divination tool and it could be opening a book to a random page near the start of the book or rolling a dice if you only have 12, but most of us had more than 12. So you make this list of things that you love about yourself and then you, uh, you know, roll the dice or open the book to see which of the numbered list the universe wants you to especially pay attention to that day. And then you just remind yourself all day of this thing that you love about you and you bring it out more and you use it and you showcase it and you just really have that, that appreciation about yourself. And every day for the week, they, do a, a, they pull a different number and that's the, the thing about themselves that they love. That's fantastic. Really nice. Yeah. Well, we'll little things, we'll, just little things. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll combine those two things we just talked about and that's y'all's home play this week. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've done it with um, just what do you love too, before we got into what do you love about yourself? Just like make a random off the top of your head list. Like, what do you love? And they just make this list of big things and little things and then have to pick something every day to go love hard. Because when we, when we love, that's what raises our vibration, right? That's what it's all about. We can't just, you know, pull the love from over here and throw it at somebody. To, to love something, we have to pull it through us. We have to pull that vibration of love through our own energetic being, which raises our vibration. So it's a win-win. Yes. And hopefully we don't have to pull. We'll allow it to flow. Allow. Because I, <laughs> I think we are downloading from the universe all day long. And if we would be open to receiving it would be make everything so much easier yeah yeah do you work with intuition with your clients with, with hearing that all the time voice absolutely absolutely yeah. i think that 
we really can trust ourselves. We really know best for ourselves. We don't know what's best for another, but we know best for ourselves always, even if we don't know how or why. We know. Yeah. Do you have any special tips or tricks for that? How to? We, we always talk about that our minds are busy with all these voices. And a lot of those voices are about, we call them bucket beliefs in joy school, but about that early programming, those, those beliefs that we've continued to feed and nurture our whole lives without realizing it. So we try to discern, okay, which is the voice of my wise inner knowing with all these competing loud voices? And it's usually a pretty soft voice, right? It's that more soft, consistent, the one that just feels peaceful. I think it's like a tap on the shoulder that we're getting all day long. And we're just kind of like, not now, I'm busy, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't be bothered. But um, I just ask people to remember all the times that they knew and they didn't know how or why, but they knew. Because I have never heard anyone say I should not have listened to myself. And I think I hear people all day long say I should have listened to myself. So we do have that inner that internal guidance, and um, it has our back 24-7, and trust yourself, yeah. That's a good point. No one ever says that. Yeah, I, I shouldn't, I should not have listened to myself. No. No. <laughs> I know that uh, one of the things you've talked about is pattern interrupts. We also do a lot of pattern interrupts. Um, is that just being that keen observer and noticing and, and taking deliberate control of where our thoughts are going? Or is there yes, but I think we that? have to do it with a sense of humor. We have to do it with some levity. It has to be like, oh, here I go again. And it has to be done with loving kindness. But yes, it's very helpful. It's very helpful. Yes, I'm laughing all day long at myself and with myself. And it helps. It really does. <laughs> laughing at yourself with yourself. At yourself lovingly, yes. In a very loving way. In a very loving way. (laughs) Would you care to tell us about selective shifting? Because I saw that that's one of the things that you do. Well, selective shifting. I think it's, it's a practice. But I think when you're really clear about where you are and what you're wanting to show up, for you in terms of what would be supporting you in those moments. You're able to be anywhere with anyone or read anything and only have your attention upon the things that are um, relevant. So it's a way to be in conversations with people where there might be catty, sarcastic, unkind people. However, you're not hearing any of those words. You're only hearing the parts of the conversation that are resonating with you in that moment. And it's really a great tool because it allows you to be with all different kinds of people at any time and really only receive what would resonate with where you are in those moments. Goes with the reading a paper or listening to the news. Um, It's actually pretty amazing um, how you can be with all different kinds of people and really only receive what is resonating with you. I'm so happy I asked you about that because I love that. And I think I do that, but I didn't know there was a term for it. I just happened to notice that term. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I want to ask her about that. It's because you're selectively sifting through all the information to receive the parts 
of the information that are resonating with you. Right. So, yeah, I've it's heard, cool. I've heard so many teachers uh, talk about how we have to protect our energy by keeping our tribes clean and small. And I, I just recently posted something about that too, where I was like, I don't know that I like the idea about keeping my, my tribe small. I think I can, and now I know the term for it, but yeah, selectively. You can selectively And you can go anywhere and be with anyone and not be affected by any part of it other than the parts that bring you joy. <laughs> it's fantastic. That is fantastic. I love that. I'm going to incorporate that into some joy school practices with giving you full credit. I, <laughs> That's okay. I don't need credit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. I love what I saw that you offer that you call a quickie. Tell everybody oh, about how they can have a quickie with you, J.B. Lerner. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the quickie is a lovely texting option, and it's my favorite service. And um, it just uh, allows people to text with me and I text back with them and um, it's wonderful because they have this ongoing kind of transcript of, you know, what they're asking me and what I'm saying back and lo and behold, they realize that they knew the answer all along. So I'm just kind of the conduit for them to um, really know that they already knew. Do they always and Say that they knew the answer all along? Do they come around they to realizing never. that? Or you just know that they knew the answer all along? Well, I think when they look back um, with my prompting, they do. They realize that, oh my goodness, like I did actually know. Mm. And I think that we don't trust ourselves enough. That we look to the outside for validation and for confirmation that we could freely be giving ourselves. Now, we don't know for another, that's different, but we know for ourselves, we mm. do know. So, yeah. A lot of people we think they know for another. <laughs> instead of knowing for themselves, that's where it happens. <laughs> stay in your swim lane, that's what you're saying. Just right. stay in your yeah. swim lane, you know yeah. for you, they know for them, or if they exactly. don't, they'll figure it out. Exactly. Well, aside from the, the quickie service, is there anything else that you want to tell listeners about how they could work with you or where they can find you? I have a website. It's www.jamie-lernier.com. Perfect. And they can go find out all about you and your services. And I know you do a lot of podcasts and, and have a lot this of... This one will be on there too. Yes. Wonderful. Any last thoughts that you want to share? Just love yourself. Just love, love yourself. yourself. Trust yourself. Know yourself. Yeah. Just, you know, our well-being is your birthday. And is that something that you feel you came to naturally, or, or was it a journey for you to, to reach that place of fully just loving yourself that easily? Because you make it sound very easy, and we all want to, to love ourselves that much, and we work it all the time in choice school. But I know it's a hurdle for a lot of people. I um, was very connected to myself from the, my earliest memory, but was not connected with my mom, the person that brought me into this world. So I pretty much spent half my life trying to figure that out. In the meantime, remaining to, connected to myself was my lifeline. And so that's my superpower. And um, yeah, that it's um, when you have your own back, it's a good thing. And then you're able to be connected to everyone around you. 
So it's easy when you allow yourself to to be open to receiving yourself. That's it. You just have to be open. Yeah. And that sounds like potentially one of those gifts of contrast that you started this conversation with. If you had the yeah, experience absolutely. of contrast and not fully connecting with your mom, perhaps that's what gifted you this that superpower. Absolutely. That was absolutely it. And uh, the book was written, written and with so much love and appreciation for her. And the idea of the ever-loving essence of you is really all about creating a long-term connected relationship with yourself because you can and it's your lifeline. It sure is. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be with us, Jamie. I'm sure everyone's going to really enjoy these pieces of wisdom that, that are just, I want to say simple, but they're they're not. They're, they're clear and they're straightforward. And we all know that what you're saying is what results in joy and higher vibration living. And it's really about just staying cognizant of that and aware that it really can be this simple. And you're worthy of doing all of this wonderful work. So do it. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Okay, love bugs. Let me recap your home play for this week. I want you to, off the top of your head, make a list, a numbered list of things you love about you the biggies and the trivial in no particular order. The order doesn't connote any kind of weight of some things over other things. It can be random, back and forth between meaningful characteristics and traits that you just love about yourself and totally silly, playful ones. You might love your integrity and then love your cute butt. You might love that you're a great parent or a great employee and then the fact that you're a consistent flosser. Nothing is too big or too small to go on this list. Maybe you love your regard for nature and that you escort spiders outdoors instead of squishing them. Maybe you love your commitment to joy. You're here listening to this podcast, so that ought to go on your list for sure. You're just gonna let your wise inner knowing show you all the things that you already naturally recognize appreciate and love about you. Then once you have this list for your home play this week, you'll see what the last number on this numbered list is and then use some sort of random number generator tool to let it pick a number for you that falls within this range. When I was planning this exercise for my Oasis group, I googled random number generators and the first one I clicked on was dodgy and tried to give my laptop a virus, so I don't recommend Googling that. <laughs> but you know, if your list is short, you could cast a few die, see what you can come up with. Or my personal favorite has always been to just grab a book, open it to a random page near the start of the book. You decide in advance if you're going to look at the right or left page to get your number. And obviously, if you open it to a number that exceeds the last number on your list, you just do it again closer to the front. The idea is simply to let the universe show you one thing that you love about yourself for you to bring extra attention and focus to that day. You know how powerful your attention and focus is in growing the things that you want more of in your life. We'll incorporate Jamie's suggestion of sitting quietly with this for a few minutes in the morning. Just direct all your attention 
onto this thing that you appreciate about yourself. Think about all the ways that you exhibit this trait, all the people who benefit from you being this in your life. Maybe think about the upcoming day and feel into all the ways that you're going to highlight this thing about you on this particular day. And even how you could crank it up even bigger. If you love your honesty, you could think about some place in your life where you could bring just a notch more honesty to the table and then commit to doing that on that day. If you love your eyes, you could take a few moments throughout the day whenever you come across a mirror to stop and and just find your soul in those beautiful eyes. We all have the capacity to do that and most of us just don't take the time for it. If you love your ability to be a good friend, you could think of one tiny thing that you could do to honor a friendship, maybe bring some new piece of connection to an existing one, or it might be about reviving an old one. If you love your organizational skills, you could create a new flowchart for something that you want to accomplish in your life. The point is just to make every day of this week a celebration about one of these things that you love about you. And if you find it difficult even to make the list, don't beat yourself up about that, darlings. It is sadly common to have trouble loving ourselves. If that's the case, you might want to prime the pump by doing automatic writing on the prompt, if I really loved myself, I would. And just see what flows from there. Can open up some some wisdom from your wise inner knowing. Or you could do automatic writing on one way I could love myself more would be to. These are just some valuable little tools that can get your attention flowing in the direction of you loving you. I hope you throw yourself into this home play this week, my love bugs. Nothing is going to elevate your vibration more quickly and easily and seamlessly than practicing loving yourself in ever bigger and better ways. I love you. See you next week. Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. See you next week for Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Much love. Choose the
Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.